Hello and welcome to a special IGN UK podcast. We're talking all about God of War Ragnarok. We've done this one a lot quicker than the Elden Ring one. Um, <laughs> if you haven't played God of War Ragnarok, turn around now. We're going to spoil this straight off the bat. So it's about everything we love about this game. Maybe a couple of the little things we don't. But I think it's mainly going to be what's good about this game. Oh, yeah. With me is Dale Driver, who just went, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Matt Perzo, give me an oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm all, all, almost all in, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, Dale. <laughs> Me and you absolutely love this game. I know also that's... I'm not saying Matt doesn't love this game. He does love this game. Oh, yeah, but he's just fantastic. He hasn't played it, though, has it? Like <laughs> no, we're, we're platty boys. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Matt has desires to one day, though. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those... It might be the Christmas thing I do, just yeah. getting all of those yeah. little bits. Like, or I feel like I'm already getting into it, but it is like the ultimate platinum game, right? It's a very good platinum. Like, is there anything when you were doing that platinum... Obviously, some of the bosses are super tough. They're tough. But is there anything you didn't enjoy doing, getting that platinum? No, I will say collecting all the artifacts before any guides are out was a bit of a pain but I did have people like good friend yeah. Andrew Goldfarb helping me because he's also a maniac who honestly the, though I found them mostly quite easy there was a couple obviously we spoke about like there's a um, a hidden area in Alfheim which mm. and I, I, I genuinely want to hear like what people if people have found that's that the only one struggled to find I needed it. a hint on like yeah now if you know Matt there's like a puzzle and a chest you know, have you been to the library in Alfheim in the desert? Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there's one in that, not in there, the, the, underneath, there's like some wood you can like break. A, oh, really? It's like stone. It's stone. But oh, it's it looks stones. like it's part of the environment. Like, unless you look Because I've been closer. in and there's, a, there's an elf in there that you yeah, find, right? No. And you get the book. But and outside. Underneath it. it. Oh, really? Outside, yeah. underneath. Like, But the weird thing is like, there's nothing else like that in the game. There's no other no. rocks like that to break. That's so. the thing. The <laughs> rock formation doesn't look like... You know in games they have signifiers for this yeah, is breakable, yeah. this mm-hmm. is not. It doesn't look like that at all. And there's dead bodies around it, so it just looks like there was remnants mm-hmm. of a battle there. But this is what... you know, probably I wrote, patched it since. I wrote a piece <laughs> for the site recently which was about how everything feels handcrafted in this game. Yeah. And that... Mm. The way you're describing to me, that is... It's not a piece of content just dropped into no. the game. Yeah. That's a handcrafted idea that they know that there's going to be people that haven't found it. And the joy that you get yeah. from breaking through that barrier i say Ooh. the one annoying thing about that though it's like it's one of the few big open world areas mm-hmm. so it's me and Kelly both spent hours roaming around miss. that fucking thing that is one i had to thank mr andrew golf if you're listening andrew very thank you very much um i love how we started this podcast between about one little tiny bit of <laughs> rock in a desert yeah um let's do some quick overall thoughts because we kind of did this on the podcast a few weeks ago but like i obviously gave this game out of 10 out of 10 i absolutely Love pretty much everything about this game. I personally think it is better than 2018's as a whole package. Um, it just, despite it being, uh, like we said, a more sprawling story, I actually think it is in some ways even more personal than 2018 was. And it, if, like, you know, I'm not someone, I'm not one of these people that cries a lot of games, but this one had me close to tears a few times because it hits on things that get me a lot more. Like, 2018 hit on loss a lot more and that's not something don't get me wrong loss is an awful thing <laughs> but I'm lucky in my life I think to have not had any anything close to that um, so things that get me going are always more happy like happy tears are much more like common in my life family relationships and yeah stuff like and that. people like being proud of people like mm-hmm. yeah. the Olympics if someone wins a gold medal and they cut to like their dad crying in the audience that's oh what fucking God. gets me every <laughs> yeah. time and the end of this game is all about a proud yeah, father yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. that is what was getting me choked up. I think, I'm even thinking about it now, I'm getting a little bit... Uh, I remember, I think Joe said it ages ago, R.O.P. Joe, um, but <laughs> it always stuck in my head that I think it too is the fact that 
when a father says that they are proud of their oh, son, mm-hmm. there's something about that. And obviously, you know, there's elements of, you know, your real life is maybe like exactly. deep down. That's what I've always wanted, mm-hmm. right? But that immediately, I can't control my face when that happens. I yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. I just literally tears Especially start flowing. hitting that, um, I know we jump right to the end, but like him, the hug of like uh, Loki goes, Atreus stays, that got me. I was yeah. fucking mm-hmm. a mess at that point. The music swelling up when he jumps off the rocks at the end, basically saying goodbye, mm-hmm. like you're, you're a man now. Yeah. Then following up with the mural of Kratos, like so the mu- breaking down because yeah. he's now, because that is also saying, I, in my life, I want to be loved. I, I want people to, I'm, I th- I'm desperate for people to like me. So that, that got the, me. The bit that got me was that when he opens it and realizes that kind of, like, essentially he's, he's Tyr, right? Like yeah. he is yeah. the god of war for this place. And just seeing him and realizing that people adore you. And that's a thing that like, I always put myself down. So seeing someone that I yeah. guess is, minimalized his contribution to yeah. this world and seeing that it's, actually it's he his is equivalent loved. of nice youtube comments yeah. when you yeah, yeah. <laughs> like but kratos is always somebody who i feel like even maybe in the older games who who doesn't he 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 treats himself like i am the beast yeah. i am this mm-hmm. uncontrollable mm. animal that has no emotion and stuff yeah. when it's not true it's mm-hmm. clearly under the surface like my favorite line in the game um is when uh when atreus returns and they come together and Kratos just says to him, what do I call you yeah. now? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, of all the people to be like, so understanding of, you know, what what clearly is like a similar, like it can be compared to like the trans issue these days or a queer issue, mm-hmm. you know, it's this idea of accepting your child for who they are and what they want to mm-hmm. be. It's incredible. And the idea that Kratos is a character yeah. that would be happily, happily accept that is not something you'd necessarily think the of. Immediately. Animation technology and just Christopher Judge in that whole last 10 minutes doesn't say a lot, but his face yeah. is just it says unbelievable yeah. acting in, yeah. in that moment. And yeah, also the technology to capture that is just, it's unmatched. I think it's just, yeah, it's phenomenal stuff. I know we jump right to the end. We'll mm. go back to the end at some point. Yeah. We're going to go through um, plot points one by one, like some key bits to see what people think about them, some favourite bits, some stuff like that. Um, I didn't really ask other people what their general thoughts are. I know you, you also uh, love it. Don't? I'd say 10 on 10 would recommend mm. uh, my game of the year. I don't even have to stop and think about that because I didn't and won't play Elden Ring. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Done. I'm still torn in my head. Right. Mm. Do I... Do I respect Elden Ring as a game more? Probably. Do Did God of War hit me harder in the heart? Whereas I tend to go with my heart over my head because yeah. I'm, I'm like that. The emotional boy. Maybe. Maybe God of War. If one of these games came out last year, it would have been so much easier because yeah, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a clear winner last <laughs> did, year. Um, but... I will say in comparison to 2018's one, um, I think there's only two things that 2018 has over of it. Mm-hmm. And that's one, being the first of its kind. Yeah. And uh, two, being a very tight, concise story. Yeah. Like it's, it is about Kratos learning to be a father, but also... Uh, like the enemy is bolder it's always bolder all the way mm-hmm. through whereas this one is like sprawling there's lots of different yeah. things dynamics going on I don't think that's a negative I just see yeah, the, you know you lean towards a concise story sometimes apart from that everything in this sequel is better I um see I feel because I didn't vote for God of War in 2018 because it, at that point it was my second favourite game of year it's only because Red Dead Redemption 2 my favourite <laughs> game of all time I think at this point came out that year so I voted for it then so I don't know I don't know I know Matt you're you're 
definitely on the Elden Ring bandwagon, but yeah, that doesn't so, mean you don't like this no, game. No, so so I do it. And what I actually to get overall thoughts with, I'd, I'd rather do this now because yeah. I can get out my. You think it's a shiter? <laughs> <laughs> so I I do adore it. What I will say is I actually uh, twenty eighteen is the winner mm-hmm. out of these okay. for me. Um, I think uh, twenty eighteen kind of fits its form so perfectly. And I think that this one is maybe so ambitious that it occasionally stumbles. But my God, I'd rather play a game that is so ambitious that it occasionally stumbles Mm -hmm. than this. I think that this almost feels like it could have been two games and I think would have allowed some of its storylines to breathe a bit better over two games. But in terms of mechanics and environments, Mm -hmm. none of that I've got a single complaint about. That improves upon the first game. It's just I think there are some concepts that I would have liked explored in a little bit more depth with a little bit of a slightly different pace but that's really all when that's the only complaint I can have about a game fucking hell this is good I do think because they've they've spoken like they spent a long time thinking is this two games Mm -hmm. is this three games this North Star and I understand the the, the difficulty I do think that because I do think it is like maybe not I do love it so I don't think it is too much for one game but it is bordering on I know what you mean a lot Mm -hmm. for one game but is there enough for two games in well, there? I don't. I don't know. Well, my my only thought of that was: imagine the reveal of Tyr being Odin being the end of the second game, like and it being the Empire Strikes yeah. Back formula, then, right? You yeah. end on the down note. I do think then they'd be struggling for like, oh, we need eight hours of filler here. So it's only like four hours of the game. But, after yeah, but, but there's different stories. Original stuff, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Maybe they just didn't. Maybe they didn't want to risk that. They were like, mm-hmm. I think also they didn't want. I think Corey Bollas spoke this. They didn't want. They wanted this saga to end like in realistic years. So if they did a third game, it would be another four years. Atreus in real time would sure, be like 20. Sure. And it would feel, they wanted it to feel but like you could also argue with that in, time frame. In terms of the father son relationship, it could be them in the mm-hmm. second game coming apart. Yeah. And really at the, the, the point where they're furthest away from each mm-hmm. other. And then the third game being the reconciliation yeah. and Atreus accepting him I, for who he is. I personally like those two just because I would like to see another setting. I feel like they've done. They struggle to that. do more, more Norse mm-hmm. stuff, I think, yeah. and make it feel very. Although part of me, like, let's take God of War Ascension out of the mix. Part of me does like the idea of like a trilogy in Greece, a trilogy mm-hmm. in, in Norway, Norse, Scandinavia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like, and then a trilogy, and we'll get to that later. Yeah, but you know, to what we think could be next, mm-hmm. I do think. And in a way, you can perceive it to be a trilogy that I'd, happened to be over well, two games. Well, you know? yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. is next. I do think we'll get more Norse stuff. It just might not involve Mister Kratos. But mm-hmm. um, there we go. Let's go through the game, like plot points uh talk some we might spend long here but some we might send see it opens with this great chase sequence with freya like basically just showing off look how good the camera is again (laughs) it looks amazing and then we kind of we have a little bit of a wonder and then you find out that atreus is now a bear did you clock that he was the bear no because i didn't until there i should have thought because i know loki is a shapeshifter yeah but i was like i'm fighting this bear and they obviously just call it bjorn to totally Mm -hmm. throw you off But then, like the fact that, like within the first half an hour of the game, you almost kill your son. <laughs> I think fighting a bear at that point of the game feels logical anyway. Yeah, yeah. It feels like the sort of first hurdle, but just you know, like not a massive dragon. I think they or very cleverly throw you off the scent by making it very just seem like a tutorial fight. They're mm-hmm. like, you got do- like they yeah. make you think about the gameplay so much, you're not thinking about what this could actually. Yeah. B and yeah. I thought it was a great device and a way to sort of mix in Norse mythology of the fact that Loki's a shapeshifter, but also finding Atreus is just like learning to live within his body and, and mm. can't control his body. It's like going through puberty yeah, in a way. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. It was um, like fantastically done. And like you said, like I don't think any of the twists in this game I really saw coming. I didn't. No, I've seen some people be like, I knew they were starting off with Tear the whole time. I was like, no. 
Ooh. Well, have you seen? Uh, so we had the there director. There are clues. On. That, uh, that's what there are clues. Yeah. I was going to get to that later. So I don't know if you saw it, man. But we had the director on Beyond, yeah. and they said about the where the subtitles, mm-hmm. where it's got an accent over the Y when it's actually Tear, but not when it's Odin. Uh, yeah. yeah, amazing, that's very clever. Yeah. And also, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to this in a bit. There's another cool thing with Odin. Um, lot of fun Easter eggs in this game. But after that, obviously, you go back to your house, and then Thor and Odin turn up, and. Good, good grief, what, what a scene. Yeah, what a that's scene. an incredible you, scene. You yeah. don't expect them, after you've already seen that kind of flash-forward dream Atreus had, for it to actually just be a sit-down conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's the way that they convey kind of like just Thor sitting at that table. Yeah. And it does that, you know, kind of like lots of things that have like different scale do this. But this massive kind of, you know, what, what does Odin call them? Like a side of beef or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. Just <laughs> sitting at the table. And then when Odin comes in and you get the kind of like okay, this guy is not the sort of figure yeah. that I was expecting no. of this game. He's basically, he's a quite not overly smart kind of just bodyguard for Odin, ultimately, yeah. isn't yeah. he? Who mm-hmm. happens to be his son. I, um, I I thought that scene was so powerful, mainly because it introduced me to what is my favourite character in the game, which is Odin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of all the depictions of Odin, it was just never the yeah. one I expected. Mm-hmm. I never expected this guy, who, yes, he's a smart talker, and like you know, he's obviously got games going on, but he just feels like your friend. I'm a reasonable mm-hmm. man. I'm here. I'm just, I'm doing, I'll offer you this. I'll offer you this. I just want you to leave me alone. It's just almost like it know? made so much sense to get someone from the West Wing to play yeah. this character. Because he's ultimately, he's a he's politician. a Norse politician, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. They do such a great job, obviously, up, up until the point you realise he is a nasty piece of work mm-hmm. of thinking... Is he the bad? Is he yeah, really yeah. doing stuff bad here? Like you know, I think I never. Be... I think I always assumed that he was going to be yeah, a shiter. But like at the point at points where he's, you first, we'll get to this again. But when you first he, go to Asgard and he's being very like, yeah. you're like, are these people that bad? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- I found with Odin as well, like his obsession to see this truth. It almost. I found him so infectious that I almost I wanted to know as well. Yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. I wanted him to get that, yeah. and I yeah. almost felt, even though he was the villain at the end of the game, I felt this tinge of disappointment that he didn't get that thing that he mm-hmm. craved so much, that he sacrificed so much for, mm-hmm. and like making a villain like borderline likable and relatable is like really like yeah. incredible writing. Mm-hmm. That line as well, when just before you get into the Thor fight, he just goes to Thor, "Don't is it? Don't take too long." Yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. And then just Thor clicks the fingers and mm-hmm. Mjolnir comes the, out. The, of I love his, the way he works with Mjolnir as well. This That's idea so is good. almost like a pet. Yeah. It's this call and response mm-hmm. thing. Like It's just click a finger, a little whistle. Yeah. It's such a like clever mirroring of the boulder fight from the first game. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like up to notch. The way you just like, God, oh God it's so good. Yes. The, um, I think they said it foreshadows the end of the game as well. It's like... That what destroys the statue is like a spear or something. I think that's actually in the first game. Like, if you notice, like a spear is what kills um, Thor's statue, and what ultimately kills oh, Thor yeah. at the end of the game is right. Odin's uh, mm-hmm. Stark oh, nice. spear. So, like, they thought about this a long, a yeah, yeah, long. Yeah. Like, it's so clever. But yeah, that that fight and the fake out moment is just yeah. so good. Oh, the the defibrillator is yeah. Yeah, yeah. is very very. Good. And that comes out of actual like Norse history of like uh, Thor used. The uh, used Mjolnir to to bring goats back yeah. to life. <laughs> it's a bizarre thing. Yeah, yeah. That there's that. Um, they do an excellent job of the fight of cutting into dialogue in between as well, mm-hmm. like God of War has done. But some of that dialogue and some of those interchanges of when, yeah. when Thor is just like, look. He, he said it himself I'm being a calm and reasonable person but yeah. now you're getting the real yeah. me now mm-hmm. you're getting the sense and they're just that that gravel in his voice when he's talking about them both being destroyers and stuff. yeah and especially it's, when he's like 
he's like taking the piss out of you. He's like, I can't believe like my son's died to yeah. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, but then he's like baiting <laughs> him out. He's like, I want the real version. And when, yeah. when you go into the rage mode for the first time, he's like, is yeah. that when you go into rage for the first time? But either way, it's like he responds saying like, oh, this is the guy. This yeah. is the one I want to fight. Yeah. God, what a scene. I mean, after that, you kind of get on your journey and you head off to a new realm for the first time. Svartalfheim is, is a beautiful place. Yes. Yeah, Lots awesome. of dwarves. And this is where the the next Easter egg comes into play. So you know when you first go into uh, Nidavellir, the mm-hmm. dwarven city, there's a dwarf on a bridge that spits on you because <laughs> yes. he hates you? That is Odin. Oh, is it? The director confirmed it is Odin. He's wearing a ring, you can see. And if you go later on, there's the there's a prison in the game. There is that dwarf dead in that prison. So anyone who's in that prison... Basically, Odin can take the form oh, of, okay. which is where we'll mm-hmm. talk about Tyr later yeah, on. Crazy. But um, yeah, so I don't know if there's more Easter eggs like that, but yeah, that dwarf is Odin, the one who just spits at you and walks away. <laughs> is I find that very funny. But also, um, as other Easter eggs, did you know that one of the dwarves is Bear McCreary? Yeah, yeah. he's the is one it? with the yeah. um, with he's the, the one who sings the song. Yeah. Oh, amazing! Yeah, oh, so good. Um, I love that place. It's just nice to see. Was, I always like that in games when you're so used to like. Everything wants to just go into a place that's kind of civilized. Yeah. It's kind of not that everyone likes mm-hmm. you there. But I think know. it's I think it's my favorite realm. Really? Uh, because um, I just love the visual identity of it. I love the, like there is a, a little city going on in there, and I also love the houses when you have to crouch through them. Oh, it's so funny when them. they're just not built for him, are they? <laughs> that that whole uh, maybe the mine section is, is is not as interesting, but that whole realm just has so much character and like a mix of biomes to a certain degree as well, and. Um, yeah, whereas the rest of them, um, like there's a couple that are, you know, extremely vanilla mm. because they're kind of like Moosfelheim and Helheim. It's like, mm. you kind of, you know what you're going to yeah. get with them. Whereas this one just had a lot going Svartheim's on. Svartheim's up there for me. I think uh, we're going to, I think Vanaheim's my favourite, um, mm-hmm. especially when it opens up. Oh, well, yeah, there is that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that. Scene. I especially like the bit where you do go into mines and it turns into Pirates of the Caribbean for a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was really yeah. good. Oh, yeah. And they, I think they kind of talked about, they look at like their level design and they kind of actually have a lot of love for like Disney land like they try and make a lot of their levels like rides yeah, oh, yeah. and, and Svartheim <laughs> especially feels like that because there's those you know there's the little carriages that yeah, you ride yeah. you go on there's also the boat rides that mm-hmm, you go on mm-hmm. um yeah especially in the mines area yeah, when yeah and lots of kind of like putting together elements so you can swing over things and, and yeah. stopping kind of there's um, a lot of good uh, puzzle level design to get through yeah. that level i know yeah. you're particularly keen on the puzzle levels oh, I, again like 2018 it's one of my favorite things about it is the fact that like every inch of that level design is covered in something to do that feels yeah. it's not even that the reward is necessarily good it feels rewarding to do the thing yeah, that you're yeah. doing rarely is there an area and i know there's a lot of cracks in this game you have to slide through but you know they're there for a reason they never bug me really yeah. there are a lot of them but um yeah like you said there's never a wasted rarely do you just is there an area a room you just walk through there'll be a raven there'll be a chest there'll yeah. be a puzzle there'll be it's something it's to do. such an active journey for you as a player like like you are thinking about what you're doing all the time be it even if it is literally just i've got to swing across this by pressing x but you get to press x rather than just yeah. holding forward on mm-hmm. the on the pad and the, the the improvement this time is why i don't know if i can go back and play the original mm-hmm. now it's how fast the traversal can be yeah. now as well like like I can see a box down below, but knowing I can just nip up and down with those blades of chaos, yeah. and it feel even that just climbing up a wall with them feels satisfying. Mm-hmm. Has this crunchy sort of powerful sound effect in the way that Doom has, you know, the yeah. way you nip around that it makes exploring fun all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's the first time you not meet all the Tyr. time. You find out Tear is alive. Mm-hmm. If you've seen the trailers, you knew Tear. Well, it's not yeah. really Tear, is it? <laughs> but um, you think it's Tear for about thirty hours. Um, yeah. yeah, I love that performance. I think it's. Ben Prendergast who plays Tyr and I just love how kind of like 
sweet he is. Mm-hmm. I know it's ultimately Odin. Unexpected because yeah. you go in expecting yeah. a Viking berserker, don't you? He's the god of yeah. war for the Norse pantheon yeah. and just this very sweet pacifist. Yeah, and I know ultimately it is Odin pretending yeah. to mm-hmm. be a pacifist, but he is pretending to be... When you do ultimately meet Tyr, he's not far off yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Can we talk yeah. about how, like fun and cute it is as well that we you assemble people and they all come and hang out at Brock and Sindra's house mm-hmm, all yeah, the time yeah. it's like it's like collecting all have your favourite nice Norse some sausages together <laughs> yeah, 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 have a nice time yeah. I know so you cute. like the uh, I like you know the snack line oh like that's that. so good it, I definitely feel there's a few lines in here where on paper you'd probably expect Kratos not to say it and you would mm. you wouldn't want him to say it but when he does it's so good mm-hmm. like it's down to Christopher Judge's performance I, I love think. that like yeah the Sindri's house being a nice little hub this time it's a much better hub than 2018 yeah. I just wish there was, although I did see, and only after I finished the game, I saw people from work talking about it, that the bookshelves apparently fill up with your yeah, collectibles. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I didn't notice that, but I, like, part of my thing was I do wish there was a little bit more to do in that house, a bit more to explore. You want a bit more like the Normandy, right, where there's kind yeah. of like elements around. That and you can... Yeah, go and chat to people mm-hmm. and there's things to interact with and stuff. There's a like. lot. Of, yeah, you can overhear some cool stuff, but yeah. Brock and Sindri are amazing in this game. Mm-hmm. Like They are so much Sindri more Sindri especially, I think, yeah. has oh, such a good arc through this. He's so good. And... The, I, I also on a spoiler cast I listened to, they were talking about how I think uh, Corey Barr said one of like the three things that needed to happen in this game was Brock needed to die because he was kind of like the game's dog. It's like mm-hmm. everyone loves Brock. He's like the, you know, everyone yeah. will hate it yeah. if Brock dies, so he has to die. <laughs> it's just, it was so unexpected for me because obviously coming from the first game, you just saying, you know, the, the background characters that are there to facilitate yeah, you yeah. upgrading your weapons and I didn't really give them much of a thought. Mm. Like I thought they were just a bit of a joke. But in this game, it's like, immediately they start establishing no exactly. like mm-hmm. we're going to set a background for these guys we want to know their story they are part of the family this is a family well, of it helps you get them as companions for levels as well and you get to yeah. know them more like the first time that happens is Sindri when you shock players Atreus for yeah. the first time mm-hmm. and I think like as soon as they started following him I was like okay is this a cutscene are we going to yeah. how long are we going to follow Atreus as he sneaks out here and then they do the thing where the camera just stops and you're like oh yeah. I can move mm-hmm. yeah. and you are Atreus and the first time you play as Atreus and the first thing you do is try and open one of those chests yeah. in your hand <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you just can't do it. <laughs> it's just so good. His fingers He's like, again. oh, my yeah. dad does this so mm-hmm. easy. It's yeah. like, I love that moment. Like, yeah. obviously, we didn't spoil this. I think a lot of people left out of their reviews, which is very good, everyone, because um, this is a cool reveal. And it is amazing that they've just... Fun, it's fundamentally very similar combat. Like, the buttons are all the same. Mm-hmm. Like, you're doing the same... They all do roughly the same thing. But just how he feels so familiar, but yet so different at the same he, time he's so much more like acrobatic he, he's a little like dodge yeah. cartwheel it's so yeah. good he's the dexterity build to mm-hmm. Kratos's strength build right and I think when when this section started I maybe I'm just not given initially didn't give enough credit to the idea of Santa Monica building an entire combat mm. animation mm. set for him because I thought oh, okay Atreus will be the puzzle solver right. and like the start of his bit is like you're just yeah, doing a little yeah. bit of criming a little bit of puzzle and then suddenly combat starts up and he's got all of his own moves he's got his own weapons he's they've built like the companion system yeah. so he can have his own companion that fulfills the Atreus role like like absolutely astonishing attention here the bow feels good as well it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's a good range character also like, he's like Doctor strange style shield as well i yeah, love when yeah. that comes yeah. up and you oh, can yeah. do like Some all of, of the finisher moves there's like one where he like almost like backflips off of them mm-hmm. and then fires an arrow in oh it's good i will say as much as i i agree with everything you guys are saying i did constantly and i think this is more speaks to how much i love crate playing as kratos mm. but i did always 
kind of yearn to be Kratos again. He's the I more enjoyable they, character. Yeah. Well, he's definitely yeah. better, but I, I feel it was a great credit that it never felt like a slog. I was never, I was never like, oh, I can't wait to get back. I do, Kratos is, much, he does there, feel there better. Might, there, there was one section where I didn't necessarily feel, but I know a lot of people do. We'll get onto that. Yeah, yeah. I feel. Oh, so the director said they properly mathematically worked it out that exactly 25% is Atreus and sure. 75% is Kratos. Just because they know people will want to play yeah. as Kratos. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think that's a good balance. Yeah. Um, after, well, after you play as Atreus, you know, you, there's kind of a little bit, you go to Alfheim, not, you know, there's some prophecy stuff happening there. It's it's a cool section. I don't think we've got a lot to say about no, Alfheim unless you guys do. Perhaps one of the weak sections because it feels like a retread to certain That is the theory. only area, doesn't it, where it doesn't feel... It is obviously changed, but it does it's not feel really discovery until there, you get out it? into the the open world sand bits, which mm-hmm. is completely yeah. new. The yeah. actual yeah temple itself is maybe one of I still still loved it, but it is one of the slight dips. Yeah. So I actually don't have that, but I think I'm in a minority that I actually really like the Alfheim section from the original game, which right. is the bit that a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like I love elven architecture and always have right. every like fictional thing that has elves in it be it D&D Tolkien any yeah. of that I've always been drawn to okay. elves so I love exploring that kind of very kind of like mm-hmm. ethereal sort of thing so getting to go back there and seeing how it changed those reflective a, crystals are very yeah. fun especially they're very kind and when you aim and it automatically kind of go it, on it's to my an favourite like new puzzle element that's in the entire game I love like knocking that axe off it and, yeah. and getting those Gosh, trajectory puzzles I will say I, I don't feel like I give a solitary shit about the war between the dark elves and the light elves though. again yeah, yeah something that like why are they fighting each other yeah. like it, I wish I'd had a little a, yeah like an, they just reference like it's an eternal war yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also like it didn't feel like it needed covering and also towards the end of the game it's sort of br- pushing the carpet so easily yeah. mm-hmm. as well yeah but yeah we'll go after that is when you have the full proper Atreus section where you go to Ironwood which is I know this is I think the section of the game that is most divisive yeah I I kind of get people's problems with it it is at the same time one of my highlights of the game but also one of its lowest points because mm-hmm. I do think it has some of the be- the way it opens and the way you meet Angraboda, I absolutely love her. I think her energy is mm-hmm. just yeah. ridiculously infectious. And the, her magic powers look absolutely incredible. The first time I saw that, I really wanted to put some of that in my video review, but I couldn't. I was just yeah. like, look how beautiful this looks. It's like the first time since really about like infamous Second Son, where I've seen mm. kind of like almost like particle effect work. Yeah. And I've just been like, well, that is just genuinely spectacular. Yeah. Uh, I but think then, it's a great, go on. sorry, go on, got it. But then it also kind of has the dips, which is I do like the slower, but I like that it slows down. And there's a lot of really good character development work there. Some important plot point stuff with the souls and the giant souls and putting them into um, what will become Jormungandr. Uh, yeah, can't get Jormungandr out of my mouth. There we just go. Did it. There we go. Weird thing to say. Uh, but there you go. Um, but there is in the middle of that level. There's the bit where you go down to the sinkhole to get paints. I don't think they needed that. That could have yeah. you spent a little bit too long there. Maybe you could have cut the yak ride in half a little bit. But then I think it picks up again. So I love the stuff with her grandmother and mm-hmm. the giant stuff. So um, I think that realm in general, like Jotunheim, um, has the best sense of discovery in that game. Mm. It all feels new. It all feels exciting. Like, did you really expect by the end of that? realm that you were going to be in as sort of the borrowers sort of, yeah, um, so fun. like um, what's the role now on big sort yeah. of situation mm-hmm. like it has a great sense of discovery but I completely agree that I think you could have done with one less yak ride that whole painting section we didn't need to pick so many of those fruit I think mm-hmm. they were they were facilitating 
building a relationship that's, and to do that they had to add exactly. quite laborious I gameplay think that's stuff when the problem they had is like we want to fit a lot of story into this section but at the same time we don't want to just have a 10 minute long cutscene yeah. and people will moan I'm not doing anything for 10 minutes yeah. but it's like there is that balance to be found I think for 98% of this game they get it spot on yeah. but that bit I do absolutely love it because I love those the, the interaction between those two and it's something you, you get in pockets later on but they don't they're not together for that much longer. Well, she, after uh, that's that. only really, she's only really got that section where she's like a consistent yeah. mm-hmm. character, right? The rest of it is just cameo appearances. I, I do isn't think, it? and my theory of what's next, we will be seeing more of her. But yeah, um, yeah. what do you think about Ironwood, Matt? You like it? Yeah, like, like in general, it ultimately it didn't bother me. Like I was just so like en- enraptured by yeah. just kind of like where the story was going and just having like a slower moment so ultimately like it doesn't bother me but like I agree like if I was coming on the editing floor at this stage Mm. particularly having had a lot of time to reflect on it since I finished it it'd be one of the bits that got trimmed a bit but ultimately like pacing is an odd it's always an odd criticism not to have because it's a weird one it's going to vary for everyone and depends on how much side stuff you do along the way Mm. in this game like it's going to vary for everyone Um, I ultimately although you could cut bits of that by the time the end of this game happened I, at the same time, wanted to see what happened to the story, but I just also didn't want it to end. So I'm like, you know, you caught, you know, Catch-22, yeah. innit? Um, after that is when you, you go back to home and then you have that cool Valkyrie fight and you find out it's Freya. I didn't clock that. I no. maybe should have, looking at it. I've hmm. watched it back and I'm like, oh, it does look a lot like it. But <laughs> that's a cool reveal. That's a really good fight. And then you, you know, you get her on side which, and as a companion, which is another cool reveal. You did miss that one moment just cool. before that fight. Yeah. When, this um, is my favourite bit in the entire When you're game. playing Atreus and you go to walk towards the Yggdrasil portal thing and then Kratos just walks through oh, and confronts good. him face to face. Like, where have you been? It's so been two you, days. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, you stayed out all night for the yeah, first yeah, yeah. time ever mm-hmm. as a teenager sort of thing. That's good. And Kratos is like, deadpan response to it not deadpan like mm. his is just pure aggression but in this just very still presentation mm-hmm. and the way he did, the way he's like nose first comes out mm-hmm. of that portal you know so good but this is the bit isn't it where like because because obviously uh, atreus is playing up that's when he calls him boy yeah mm. and it's the only time in the entire script he calls him boy and i think for that word to have been so prolific yeah, that yeah. it became a meme from 2018 <laughs> for them to use it so perfectly in that sequence excellent so good. Yeah. and then obviously you go off to Vanaheim so you can help Freya and free her mm-hmm. and in return she'll forgive you for killing her son I did think I liked everything they did in Vanaheim the conversation where it just felt natural conversation mm. of like I'm your mortal you're my nemesis mm-hmm. to by the end of this okay we've got a lot in common yeah, we can yeah. be friends yeah. again but I did think she came around like maybe slightly quite quickly like vengeance wasn't the way and I think they realised her ven- her anger was really directed at Odin more no, I, I, no, I get that at the end I'm talking yeah. about the initial okay I'll come with you decision mm-hmm. it yeah. just felt like it just kind of like on a, on a snap mm. it's like alright I'll let you live for now but let's go it does lead to that fight with Nidhogg which is a very yeah. fun yeah. boss battle mm-hmm. I love the way he just kind of appears out of a rift out of nowhere and yeah. then I was worried it was going to be one of those fights where the, I know you have a similar problem with the map whereas mm kind of an off-screen boss battle and you're just hitting them but then it just gets him when he comes so onto the field and you get to walk all the way around yeah, him yeah. and like really like it that is kind of like you know the game owes a certain amount of debt to FromSoft's sort of stuff mm-hmm. but obviously does it on its own way and this felt like the first time that they'd actually managed to hit the spectacle yeah. of a Souls boss fight but it felt entirely God of War yeah. like really really good work 
I will say about Vanaheim, not necessarily the northern part that we're going to talk about mm. later, but the sort of the yeah the southern sort of eastern part. It's a lot of little rivers, isn't it? Mm. Like, I like I, I like being I in think, the boat in this game. I, I like I there's elements of it I like, but I do feel like the the land could have been a bit denser mm. and then because getting around it afterwards felt a bit laborious when I was constantly. They going could have on done boat maybe rides. one one more little fast travel pool around there, but. Yeah. Um, I do love that. After that, you get the side mission unlocked to do, which I think if you haven't done it, go do it. It's Freya's side mission in Vanaheim, which is one of the best where yes. you go to where she was married mm-hmm. and you get a really cool sword for exactly, it as well. Yeah, so yeah. that's a great character bit, which is mm. arguably, you know, it's one of those side stories. It's so good. You almost wish it was part of the main path for if, everyone. If, for me, even just for like, because I actually find it quite difficult to remember what was side and what was main yeah, because same. of yeah. how well orchestrated mm. everything is. But like you say, like a big part of Freya's story is the fact that like, She's ultimately, she's a woman that's gone through an abusive marriage. Yeah. And like, that feels so core to what that character is and so core to her motivations for the rest of the game. The fact that it is a side story yeah. does feel bananas. It's in the same way in The Witcher, kind of the Bloody Baron's not the main yeah, quest, yeah. is it? It's a side quest, yet it is the iconic quest. I am. Um, I... I did experience that one uh, after the I'd finished mm-hmm. the game. There was I did do a couple during the game, and I did have that problem yeah. where it sort of blurred. And then I made a decision. Right, I'm just purely focused on the story, and I just mainline the whole thing. And I'm so glad I did because it felt like because this side stuff is so well realized, it feels like another game. It yeah. feels like you're getting mm-hmm. God of War 2.5 afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like I mean, no one's listened to us who haven't finished it already but that would be my I would recommend that to everyone mainline it and then go back and have another yeah, game I afterwards I would agree with that it's part from I do feel like that Freya one fit perfectly at that point right but I know they're the ba- it's always the balance and I think they do a really good job here of a game that's about like a ticking clock end of the world scenario they do a really good job of giving you reasons that you shouldn't just get on with that at times mm-hmm. like just whether it's just Kratos saying or Mimir basically saying uh, to address if you ever thought he just wants to spend time with you yeah it's yeah. such a well oh, that's, that's a moment we should we're, we're taking our time here but maybe we should speed up a little bit Asgard you go to there Oof. when Atreus has a little he has a little hissy fit doesn't he he's like mm-hmm. I don't I want to you know I want to go see Odin um, he goes there Asgard is probably not what a lot of people expected it to look like it's no. much more like subdued isn't it it's, it's not medieval it's yeah. like a village well you know it's not set in any sort of real world but it's what you imagine like a Viking village would look yeah. like. Yeah, <laughs> I must say, kind of, I didn't obviously knew it wouldn't do the MCU bananas, kind yeah. of like the boats flying in the sky and stuff like that. But I did expect something closer to what um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla had done, in which it's realistic but very heightened, almost it's still sci-fi. mystical yeah. to a certain yeah. degree. Yeah, it's like it's like the uh, the realism on top of of mm. mystical islands keeping it yeah. afloat, mm-hmm. sort of thing. There's that sort of balance between it. I agree, and it, for me, it was like quite surprising how. Lived in like the fact that they've got loads of load of um, mid guardians like living yeah, there yeah, as mm-hmm. well. Like didn't f- that is one that thing I, I never. That. that is one character I did. I was like, I'm not sure yeah, what the mid guardian boy was adding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were trying to give like a reputation of like there's normal people in this world you're trying to help. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. I never quite was on board. Well, with it's him. almost like I think he needs to be there, and this is why again why I think maybe two games yeah. would have actually helped him. But like. The fact that you've met one of them is part of the reason why, like, you decide to do the things yeah. that you do at the end, right? Like, you need to save the Guardians. Mm, you, you need don't a want representation to just... for a race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think 
the the Heimdall reveal was great, especially oh, I because love I had no idea who he was until they said he. Yeah. He said, "My name's Heimdall." Mm-hmm. He's you know? such a brilliant prick. Yeah. He is <laughs> just such. He's just hateable, dit- perfectly oh, hateable such in the a best way. Face and voice. And <laughs> but, just, but, oh. Actually, before he grabs you, though, did I found the climb of the wall really satisfying? Oh, as well. yeah, I really enjoyed. There's something that. in me that loves like. It's the conquering of Everest, yeah. isn't it? The, yeah, the mm-hmm. progression and of, of conquering, like seeing, like I can look up and look down, and yeah. see how far I've mm-hmm. come and how mm-hmm. far I've got to go. Yeah. I find that really satisfying, and I think they did a really but good that job. But says so so much for like their level design, and traversal design. The fact yeah. you're just climbing a wall, you're just doing the same things that you actually do a lot in yeah, the game, yeah. but mm-hmm. by applying it to like this huge height and creating that sense of majesty as you get up there, like it gives you an entirely different yeah, feeling. Yeah. Oh, so good. Let's um, skip ahead a little bit to. While uh, Trez is off doing that, he's on the quest for mask pieces, which mm-hmm. is obviously part of Odin's uh, prophecy. While they're doing that, Kratos is off trying to find his own sort of truth and prophecy from the Norns, which is again a section I think they could have cut, um, not cut completely, but got to a little bit quicker the way you have to like go around on the walls and go to like, the, it's always the third place you look. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think the sequence itself of like getting on the Kelpie um, going underwater and finding like I love the design of those Norns. Yeah, I don't. I agree with you about they could have trimmed back the exploration part of it. There's that whole sequence. I replayed it for work to capture the Norn mm. thing, and I forgot how long that whole section was where you just fight in like your imagination and ghosts and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't really necessarily feel like it needed to be there. I just kind of wanted to get to them but I guess they had to make it like yeah. this is no that you can't just stumble upon the Norn. I love you have to com- work hard to the get the conversation there. that. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, really a bit. Good. Oh, it's yeah. so good. I love it. Um, after that, Kratos, you know, you could say he finds purpose. He knows what he's got to do. So you go off and you get a new weapon. Draupnir Spear. Draup, <laughs> which is forged from Draupnir, which if you don't know what Draupnir is, it's a mythical ring in Norse mythology. It's a ring that duplicates itself. I love that scene where they just, again, the camera work in this game is ridiculous, where they just go follow Sindri down yeah. this little like mm-hmm. lift well to this whole like well of rings. And I they heard the director refer to it as the Scrooge McDuck yeah. scene, and that's uh, basically what it is. Right? It's so good. And yeah, you go off with Brock, and this whole sequence is incredible. Not only do you get that incredible moment when you're forging the spear, where just like that moment with Brock, it's like the first time Kratos has opened up to anyone yeah. apart from his son, really. And it sort thing. of makes sense, right? Because they're yeah. both the curmudgeon-y ones. Yeah, like, yeah, like, they're yeah. the both ones that have got such hard exteriors and yet they're actually surprisingly soft yeah. inside. As you say, like, I need a true um, blacksmith. I need a real mm-hmm. blacksmith to, like, yeah, honour this. And, oh. yeah. and then, yeah, the first time you use that, it's not quite on the level of the blades reveal. Like, I don't... No matter how much I love God of Ragnarok, it doesn't have... It has some amazing moments. That Blades moment, though, is untouchable. They, they, they couldn't possibly replicate that no. because the Blades come with the history and also the fact of the tease of... Unexpected. Yeah. because we thought this was a new version of God of War yeah. and we didn't realise they were going to be referencing... Oh, beforehand, we thought it was a reboot sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. We didn't realise they were going to be referencing the old games. There's no way they can do that. The closest they can come to doing that now is talking about his old Greece stories yeah. mm-hmm. but and talking about how he, he vividly remembers it all. Yeah, all. I really love the bit where he's talking about uh, like how he killed his brother Demos. And, yeah. and that, like, like just those That's little so bits many. that go back they to They kind of do one. what I love so much about... I'm not spoiling Better Call Saul, don't worry. But it's what Better Call Saul does so well that it wraps up that series and Breaking Bad kind yeah. of in one go, whereas this kind of wraps up the Null Saga and gives closure to some of the Greek stuff as well. And yeah. that spear, like the way that it's kind of modelled on a Spartan spear and the way it feels is just, mm. it's so fast. Yeah. It feels so good and I love how 
Everyone thought you're getting Mjolnir in this game. Yes. And the director basically said, which thought that was too easy. Everyone's yeah. expecting mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah, but also, it would have been good, wouldn't it? I, okay, if, if you want to know my opinion, I think we are getting that right. in, 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 a, in a future. Uh, I mean, okay, version. right. So someone obviously, oh, I can say we'll through picks up Mjolnir at the end of the game. Well, I'll say so, it now. Yeah. But like, yeah, my theory for the next game is almost like, God of War kit, not game. It's almost like a God lost, of War babies. God of War kids, but like lost <laughs> legacy style. Yeah. And you play as Atreus, who's obviously Atreus in that. Yeah. But, but Thrud, Thrud is the Kratos. Yeah, basically yeah. Moves we had, we've had a big game. conversation about this, yeah. and I like I'm on yeah. well on board. With the yeah, and Angabod is helping you out as a companion. It's, and it's a, basically it's, hunting, trying to bring the giants back. I think it could be really good. I think it's gonna be a tough sell about Kratos. I feel that's why it won't be the next mainline. Yeah, yeah. They'll do it as it is a ten-hour Lost Legacy style. From moment one, they'll have to be like, "This is a spin-off. We're still mm-hmm. bringing you a Kratos Absolutely. adventure." And it's be exactly yeah. like what they do with Lost, like you know, yeah. straight up with Lost Legacy. They're like, "This isn't a, a Nate yeah. Drake story." And yeah. I think exactly. doing that, if they're smart, they'll be like, "And Kratos will return in God of War, whatever yeah. Asia." Yeah. Which mm-hmm. we'll see where we think it's yeah. going next. But um, anyway, we've still got oh, Ragnar to talk through. That spear, amazing. Love, love what you can do with it. The puzzles you can do with it. It's just I love how they tease it the whole time. You see those little like wind things. You're like, I'm gonna yeah. need something for this. Yeah. I didn't actually clock there would be a weapon. I thought it would be just like yeah. another like arrow yeah. or something. It but. did. It did have the same sort of vibe for me that the blades did have in the last game, where I was so used to what I had mm. that there was this reluctance inside me to use them. I mm. used the I used the spear a lot from the point I got it. The spear oh, really? and the axe. The blades are the ones I didn't use a okay, lot during so my I playthrough. The blades loads more this time, but the spear is the thing I tried it and I'm like, "This is cool." I'm going back to my suit to weapon. I found the spear now. very useful for a lot of the berserk yeah, fights. It is absolutely necessary for the hard bosses in this game. Yeah. And I, by the end of the game, I was very okay and with it, but some, not well, this one. Sam will come on to it's essential for one boss fight, which is very clever. Yeah. They did kind of like a puzzle boss with it to force you to use it at mm-hmm. a point. Yeah. But um, do you like the spear, Matt? Um, not as much as the other weapons, I must Get say. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I um, I don't actually think it has the impact of the axe, and that's a big reason why I'm an axe boy. Yeah. Like, that's my favourite one. Yeah. Um, but I do think, like, just the smartness of kind of like they wanted to build a weapon which was a spear that you could chuck, and they were like, yeah. well, how the fuck does he get it back? Because we can't just mm. have it be the yeah, Leviathan yeah. axe again. So like, well, we found it duplicate. Uh, we oh, found so an clever. item yeah, yeah. from Norse mythology <laughs> which justifies our gameplay reasons. So also, clever. like. Th- a returning spear would go against its main like design, which yeah. is about speed mm-hmm. and fluency. Yeah. And like the axe is a heavy, clunky weapon. So you have to wait for it to come yeah. back to mm-hmm. you. There's a lot of heft there. Yeah, this yeah, it's, it's, it's so good. Like they're genius how they put it mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Um before you use that spear for a boss battle though, you get the whole Garm sequence which kicks off mm-hmm. in Helheim. Yeah. I love this like this whole sequence, the whole chase through Helheim, which is like Really, I think like where they're hitting peak uncharted in this, but also channeling the old God of War games. That's the yes. big boss fight that feels mm. like a big one from like the yeah. original you trilogy. Know and also, what I love about these giant boss battles now is that they've truly realised like how to make these giant characters look good and feel good in the environments. Yeah. They look like what I felt in my head God of War three looked like. Yeah, and then yeah. when I go mm. back and look at it, it's like, oh, they're very like flat textures mm. on these things. But now they're like. The sense of scale in these games is like incredible. I think the wonderful thing is, is because like a lot of games, actually, like the models are small, like yeah. you know, quote unquote small. Mm. But I think because Kratos himself is so big on screen, yeah. that when they do these massive monsters, there's a real genuine sense of these are titans yeah, among yeah, this exactly, world. Yeah. Mm. And then you get a, after that quite quickly after that, you get a much smaller scale boss mm. fight against Heimdall, but 
equally as good. I think this is one of yeah. maybe my favorite boss fight in the game because it does take. I worked out quite quickly, but I've been watching a lot of Twitch streams of this game just because I like seeing people right. get to these moments mm-hmm. and seeing how they react. Some people it's taking a little while to work out. Like, I just can't hit him. How is this working? Yeah, that's like so clever. You can't. Yeah, you just chuck it into the floor and then yeah. stun it with him like mm-hmm. ice. And the moment where you first. Then it talks about the right first. The first time you actually um, get a, a shot on him is a punch, but it's actually the ring of the spear clipping mm-hmm. to yeah, get the yeah. blood, like showing that it is the spear. How you kill him is oh, it's so good. I uh, I really I, I like elements of it. I like the fact that you couldn't hit him for a long time because it made it yeah. feel different. Like oh, I've got to solve a problem. Here. Yeah. Um, I'm not a massive fan of games of you've beaten someone. Now I'm gonna oh, immediately get I all like my it. health back and I'm I back in again. I, sometimes. Especially like we reference the Soul games. Sometimes it's very soul destroying when you're just like, oh God, there's no face. This game is very kind in the fact it doesn't make you do it all again. Yeah, it yeah, checkpoints you halfway through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, killing him was very satisfying. Slowly yes. said, no redeemable features about Heimdall. And that is the moment where you can see, the moment after you kill him and it's like that Kratos is just like covered in his blood. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I need that moment of fulfilling the prophecy and setting Ragnarok motion, but also knowing he had to like yeah mm-hmm. it is inescapable also all the like Heimdall is so irredeemable even all his supposed friends hate him as well yeah. everybody <laughs> hates him like he only is around because he has value to Odin mm-hmm. and, that's, yeah. and even Odin doesn't like him he just has value to it yeah this like from this point onwards I think the game is just knockout like gold from this point like she then escape on on the like boat you get the cool mm-hmm. oh what's the name of the guy who jumps on two dragons and kills him he's a legend oh, uh, oh he's one God. of uh Freyre's, um oh the friends. big dude with a sword yeah, yeah yeah see i like because you have to then go and find him don't yeah, you later yeah, on yeah. i was just like i don't know who this yeah, dude yeah, is yeah. and i don't really oh, know why i, really, I should care you get to, to know him okay. quite well because then you help him out by finding um lots of things around the world and then eventually i don't know if you've done this if you go back to charlie at the end of the game he's in there and he'll look yeah. after charlie the giant tortoise right. for I you do, it's, I, it's a nice little moment. i do think there is a couple of characters in the game where the game f- acted like i would care about them it's more all of freya's camp and yeah. this is why i think that it should have been part of the reason why i think it should have been two games yeah. it feels like this was the game that should have been much more about collecting your fellowship basically yeah. putting together your army mass effect, in the, 2. mass effect 2 to mass yeah. effect this is exactly what mass yeah. effect 2 goes wide and mass effect 3 funnels back in again yeah. for the apocalypse and that's the like, way i think it should have gone the geezer who was I can't remember his name, but who was a pig and now he's not. Yes. No idea. <laughs> like when they said, oh, it's you. And it's like, oh yeah, we get And I was like, I barely remember this. It's like, you expected me to care about this yeah. guy. Not, Straight not after interested. that. And that that's when you can then go to the crater for the first time, which is, I think, my favourite area in the game. Just because yeah. you, the moment you step out in there and you're just like, mm-hmm. this is just like a prehistoric lab. Yeah, <laughs> there's just yeah. dragon. Mm-hmm. There's that dragon fight. Flight. I love it where you knock it out well, the sky. Yes. There's like four dragons to go in there. Mm-hmm. That is a ridiculously big area that's just completely optional. You might not even yeah. find it. You can change that area in a cool way. I don't know if you've done that, Matt. With there's the... a bit where you open up the rivers. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like I, I took ages to work that. I was like, yeah. oh, I struggled big time. <laughs> that. I had Ascardi and I'd missed the whole area. <laughs> right. Somehow. But for ages, I was roaming around that crater. like couldn't work out how to make things oh. happen mm-hmm. or that get is, to places. That is, they kind of don't really tell you, but at the same time, they do kind of tell you just by looking at it. There's like, this is an area you might want to come back to because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of the dragon, bastards the dragon fight. fights are super sad so I've got a clip saved I've never done anything with it but where dragon's coming down head on to me and I threw a spear oh, and just directly so in the good. face yeah. and then pulled it out and it's like oh it's just like House of the Dragons and mm-hmm. shit yeah, I love that but then if you don't do that you just carry along the main path which yeah. involves going back to Sindri's house where of course the ma- the massive reveal of the game happens you kind of 
Brock clocks it first, but to his own demise. But I, I, I'm when I was watching that, I just thought Brock was being unreasonable at first. They do like, a great what's job. His problem. Of, they yeah. do a great job, and then you kind of clock it, it's like, oh, he has been calling him Loki. That yeah. is weird. <laughs> yeah. But even at that point, I was like, oh, Odin's just like pretending to be Tyr. I didn't realize the whole bloody game. <laughs> yeah. That Tyr was Odin, and it is like when you go back to that, you do. There is like little clever lines. There is little things where you're like, oh, he is. Like, there's one bit, like, hours before that where Kratos gets annoyed with Tyr. He's like, why are you trying to tell my son what to do? Stop mm-hmm. pushing him yeah. this way. And you don't really clock that. You just think Tyr's just being, you know, he's got his own motives. But yeah. you don't realise that, yeah, it was Odin the whole time. And that reveal is incredible. Yeah. And it's even, it's a great use of the spear as well, just before Odin yeah. disappears, just mm-hmm. grabbing the mask off him. Yeah. Yeah. Bro- like, yes. And that's when, like, Sindri's just, Sindri has his big moment, I think. His little, like, speech and, like, he's just like... yeah. Basically, he's had enough. <laughs> he has mm-hmm. had enough. And, like, yeah, when, when Sindri tears up, oh, that, that gets me. So, just after this, it's kind of um, a point that highlights something me and Matt have spoken about. Mm. And the the one-shot thing, right? Mm. I don't, like, get why that's such a thing that people like. And I also think the game is maybe too much of a slave to it. And it means things, like, don't necessarily happen what they would in mm. storytelling device. I feel like... The going to find Sindri and then I'm coming all the way back again. I feel like that journey just felt unnecessarily really? long. I like, isn't that the bit where you go hunt? You go back, the crowd's just like, we're done, we go home. Is it that bit? Yes, but then there's also, then you have to go to Midgard, you have to go to the Temple of Tyr oh, right, and then yeah, you find yeah. it and then you've got the journey back. But that's a small example. I think there's lots of examples of where the pacing, mm. like moments didn't feel quite right because they're a slave to, we can't cut this. I, I don't, it never felt like they were a slave to it to me. I thought it always Well, they worked. inherently are because they can't cut away yeah, from it, right? Yeah, I, I never thought it was to the detriment of the story is what I'm yeah. trying to, I feel like. There was, I don't want to spell, uh, step on it because I know Matt yeah. thinks it, but mm-hmm. you know the example with the Thor scene right in Asgard. So uh, in terms of kind of like uh, the, the pub Oh, role, the bar yeah. fight. Yeah. That is a, I think it's great and, Getting the connection between Atreus and Thrud as like mm. he's got basically he's an alcoholic father yeah. and yeah, but that, my, but that should have happened bar, four hours before. But, yeah, yeah, that bar fight is a bit like, yeah, it, that is slightly out of place. So, totally, so, so my my big thing is so, with, with this is so I actually Thor is one of my favorite characters in this yeah. entire game. Yeah. I actually am more interested in Thor than I am Odin, and this arguably is you know ties into why I think that I would have rearranged this a bit. Mm that bar fight comes in act three right like this yeah. is like everything's mm. going to hell at this point and it feels like it's an act one piece yes. it's a character maybe that should happen the first time you go and to i Asgard, really yeah. wish there'd been like that had happened earlier so that you could get this motivation of okay her dad's like a massive fucking drunk mm. and then you spend more time with thrud so you'd be able to understand what was happening to her family and you'd be able to mm-hmm. tie that into what odin was doing to him and ultimately the reason why uh Sif makes the decision she does at the end would have made so much more sense because you would have had a proper real understanding of that yeah. family I get that I, I know what you're saying yeah I like what they're doing I in want that more moment, from Thor basically place. Yeah. and side point I love that Sif is just Elena from Uncharted as soon as yeah. I heard that voice I was like <laughs> oh, this, this is I great. did not recognise that sounds exactly no. like her Yeah. well mm. I've not played Uncharted for years at this yeah. point oh, it's, mm-hmm. yeah that was good I like that um, then next after that you, you do a bit more mask stuff I don't have a lot to say about the mask stuff it's it's as close as they come to a MacGuffin sort of oh, thing. Oh, that's yeah. what it is, but, right? Yeah, yeah like, but it, it does it does the job well, I think. And it's going the, for hunting for it in different realms. It's is the good. briefcase with the gold glow out. Yeah, of it, you know, mm-hmm. like exactly. it's the allure of the. It does thing look you a chased. bit too. It is quite funny how similar it does look to the mask from the mask, yeah, yeah. Gary, <laughs> which is um, Loki's mask. But right? we haven't talked about um, 
Ingrid the sword. That is good because mm-hmm. that reminded me of um, V from Devil May Cry a bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah I like yeah. just how it. Well, I, mm-hmm. I love that weapon. Um, but yeah, then you go off to uh, old Musselheim. Mm-hmm. See Serta, I love yeah. the first time you walk up to Serta and he just says, go away and yeah. throws you off. <laughs> he is so good. He obviously is in a what very a small amount, but I think he has some great, I don't know who the actor is, but I think he's really good mm. and has some really cool lines as mm. well. There's that line on paper where it says, um, have you ever been in love, kid? It's pretty good. And on paper, that just like seems vanilla, yeah. but his performance yeah. really elevates it. Oh, you can t- he's, he's a very mournful mournful yeah. soul when you when you say that Dale, i think the one thing that this game that does so well is like actually the dialogue that the characters have is all like relatively quote-unquote modern yeah and yet they make it feel such a piece with yeah. everything despite the, the fact everything looks like it's from the viking yeah. age the performances right, yeah. and direction of those performances yeah, so right yeah they talk unbelievable they talk like it they live in 2022 yeah, yeah. you know yeah no, that's crazy unbelievable then you obviously you forge serta to become Ragnarok mm-hmm. itself, which is an interesting twist on the concept. I love that double Valkyrie fire as well. That's just a stunning backdrop, the spark of the world. Yeah. It, it looks incredible. Um, I love that they kind of sprinkle Valkyrie fights into this game because they know people love them, but they want a mm-hmm. different end game yeah. challenge this time. Mm-hmm. But um, that's great. Then it kind of, that's the point of, there isn't a point in no return in this game, but that is this is the point where it's like, right, you're going into yeah. the final mm-hmm. battle and you get that incredible just run from where you all go you kind of have that mass effect moment of everyone's camped at the temple you kind of talk to atreus like it's the last time you kind of talk to him as a boy mm-hmm. and you kind of set, tell him a story to go sleep then that dream sequence and the way the music swells in that dream sequence and i think there's the line which is the much better version of the vision line from wonder vision which is um <laughs> yeah. to have loved fully is to to grieve no to have loved yeah, to love fully is to grieve deeply. Something like that. I yeah. think, like, like, I think it, it, it's the, the proper tear jerker. Yeah. Yeah. That line plus, yeah, the score, just the um, phase theme music just coming up is just unbelievable. And then followed by another incredible moment when you blow the horn and Most it's the Avengers, Avengers Assemble. Oh, yeah. so yeah. But again, the music just full on just... Mm-hmm. Oh, and the, so the movement of the camera as it pans around yeah. and you see like that's a bit like you know they like the beacons in Lord of the Rings and yeah. you know that it's all kicking that's, off that was the proper chill down the spine moment for me mm-hmm. that was like the close that came to the blades moment it wasn't the most emotionally impactful scene but it was, it was like this is fucking cool I love <laughs> how easy once he's blown the Galahorn it's like how easy it is potentially getting around all those realms now compared yeah, yeah. to all the things you had to do in the first game to go it's just like uh, yeah the way he just says prepare yourself and you're yeah. fucking running I know next is Ragnarok and I know yeah. this is this is uh, one of my low points. I, I personally really like what they do with it, but I know I do kind of stand your thought of it doesn't quite look enough like a full scale. I, I war. expected to step through to to start the assault on Asgard, and I expected it to be Helm's Deep yeah. or, or the assault on Minas Tirith, and it wasn't, and it never felt like it boiled over in the way that I wanted it to. I never felt like there's obviously a, you know the Thor's flying around the sky that you got uh, what's this is it Yomungunda or something mm-hmm. the, the giant sea, the serpent, serpent. Yeah, yeah 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 and then you've got obviously he fucking Ragnarok. punches him back in time <laughs> yeah. that's fucking yeah. cool but you've got you've got these giants duking out but I never really got the sense that I was in that mm-hmm. you know it was it was very PS2 sort of. That's a thing going off all the way in there. They're repeating the I same animation. Uh, no, not, not PS2 in terms yeah. of graphics, but like in terms of it's in the distance. I want, yeah. like, I wanted these giants and things. I wanted to see Ragnarok's arm swing past mm-hmm. me at one point. That's I wanted fair. to be involved yeah. in it. Um, yeah, I, I personally really, I love the moment where you just, Atreus just goes full bear and you get to control the bear for a while. That's yeah. a good power play. Yeah. Um, I love, I, ju- I do like how, yeah. And then Fenrir turns up in anger. Like, mm-hmm. it does feel, 
I know what you mean. It's not full scale like Lord of the Rings style, mm. like thousands, thousands of people run into battle. But I do think there is a good amount. Of I, th- I think it was one of those things that like I'd spent a reasonable amount of the game recruiting people, and part yeah, yeah. of that end is like getting all of the races on side to make sure. And I know that like there's a story element to kind of like there's uh, the siege engines are preventing people from coming mm, through the yeah. realms. But I do feel like I would have liked a bigger spectacle yeah, yeah. in that point. I also feel like because you've got you've your groups of friends fighting as mm-hmm. well. I did feel like I wanted to run I, I almost like in Mass Effect 3 actually like you know that straight line yeah. to your target mm-hmm. but there's all these things going on around yeah. you and then mm-hmm. you see your friends fighting and crossing and it never really felt like that it constantly felt like you've got your gang and you're just you're, you're mm-hmm. like taking the side path yeah. around all mm-hmm. the big action yet again Sindri has another incredible moment where he's yeah. the one who gets the siege engine yeah. and then mm-hmm. just turns around like tear like proper angry and just goes is this what you wanted and yeah. then it's like oh mm-hmm. Sindri's Sindri so does feel good. like he has um, a little hammer trick for every solution oh, so good <laughs> well, that's is the, isn't so that good. the reason that Sindri can do it is because what's the, the tune, little tuning fork he has yeah but what's what? the is he like a South African dwarf guy that you meet earlier on with the oh the, is, no, hasn't no, Durin is it yeah, Durin, yeah. yeah. hasn't he like he put those things in the siege engines didn't he mm. oh, I think yeah, is the idea yeah. like it's all of this is kind of like they've had like fail safes for yeah, this yeah. the right, whole yeah. long yeah back, they have a backdoor mm-hmm. installed just, yeah whatever the problem hit his little hammer on something yeah. and that's solved oh it's so good um, then we kind of we get into the end game which is good battle with Thor again yeah you don't get to kill him because Odin does it himself. Um, so I think you- that might be my favorite, one of my favorite battles in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know; it just felt like really, like personal and, and just like I super I, emotional I fight I as well. F- I don't think the Odin fight is by any means bad, but I prefer the four fights yes, yeah. that came before it to the Odin. I do fight. think. I do think it's the less Odin gamey. one. Yes, the Odin yeah. one is very gamey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very an Assassin's Creed. Boss they are kind of yeah. caught, and that battle is like this is an old man. Suppose magic. We have to do lots of magic. Mm. He's not going to out muscle. The sequence for me that kind of shattered it a little bit was he's floating in the middle, and then this area is going to be electrified in three, two, one. Now it's electrified. I I do think you didn't need to fight Odin at the end. Odin, Odin is not a. I feel like if you didn't know, people would be annoyed. Like Thor Thor is quite clearly the last boss fight, or Mm. even Ragnarok himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like even the. I'm not massive on the way Odin died anyway, mm-hmm. like because I wanted it. This maybe this is coming off the back of doing a video with our Norse expert, but I did <laughs> want it to be a little bit more like because the idea is it subverts all Norse mythology, but I still wanted it to be like, like you know how uh, Ragnarok's sword comes down, flaming mm. sword, and it's and he's fighting with Freya about it, whereas the Nor- and the Norse mythology is Suto flights with a flaming sword, yeah. so it's like a spin on the mythology, yeah. so mm-hmm. it still exists. And in that regards, like in Norse Norse mythology, Fenrir eats Odin, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and I kind of wanted that to happen, and I felt like it could have happened as well. I kind I agree if that would have been cool, but also I just like the moment of like this is Sindri's revenge for Block. And he's the one who gets the. But the they, moment he you grabs, could have got Sindri involved in it somehow yeah. as well. Suppose, and I still feel yeah. like because Fen- Fenrir comes through that pole at the end, yeah. he could have come through and it could have just just had to kiss and just chomped. Him. At that point, mm-hmm. they've kind of committed to Fenrir just being passive, if you know, because yeah. I mean, he is, you know. I just, I just felt like they could have done a bit more to be like, yes, we're telling our story, but we've still got these mm-hmm. nods of, you know, this from Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I do think a lot of people don't know Norse mythology so maybe they don't Absolutely. care as much but it, I still think it would have been a, a, yeah. a powerful moment as well if it came from behind I, anyway, I do love know. that moment of just like you're like are we going to keep is he gonna? is this going to turn up mm-hmm. in a later game like yeah. is he going to come back and then yeah, yeah Sindri just grabbing it and getting the hammer down and just like 
again, the look on his face is incredible. I guess like, ultimately, I, I didn't really care about the idea of giant souls being trapped in objects. I thought it was a, game. I really liked it. I thought it was a very clever spin on because that's how they obviously get Fenrir and Jormungandr yes, to become. Like that, it's yeah. a really fun spin on like. Angaboda and Loki being the parents yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. I thought that was really well done. And the moment that they did it in the Serpent, it's linked to it, I was like, I knew, I know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is very cool. But after that, after the fight, you kind of you think who's alive, who's dead. Surprisingly, few people like friendly people die in this game. Brock dies, which is a bit of a gut punch. Freya, you d- you know means a lot to Freya. You don't really spend. It goes to your point. You don't spend enough time to him for yeah. that to really mm-hmm. have an impact. The more people that die, the less the less it means anyway mm-hmm, like exactly. i think it's like coming out of it like apart from the villains like brock is the one friendly mm-hmm. freya as well i suppose yeah. but brock is the one that matters right yeah. that's yeah. the one you remember it's the, the one that gets a funeral yeah exactly, exactly yeah. we um we've already kind of touched on the ending but when he's yeah this the end is them saying goodbye we kind of we've already kind of touched on how good that ending is mm-hmm, and how yeah. emotionally just devastating it can be i like the way that they handle it is like you can now go out into the world there's a lot to do and Freya is now your companion yeah. uh, they, they set that up really well because I'm glad they didn't kill Atreus or kill Kratos like mm. you can't kill no like if people haven't played The Last of Us obviously something big happens in The Last of Part yeah. 2 I think it works really well for that story Kratos dying in this wouldn't have felt no, it's also right. like he's, he's he the linchpin to the franchise and yeah, this exactly. doesn't stop here so it's not yeah. the story they're telling even mm-hmm. was it it's about you know a father accepting his son becoming a man exactly that story isn't then the father dies it's not yeah, it's not Atreus taking up the mantle of yeah. his father the That's prophecy the sort of stuff is the stuff that like fits the law right yeah. Yeah. the actual story isn't really about that prophecy at all the story as you say yeah. is about the relationship between these two characters and that's not like if it was to do with loss, as you said, sort of like as mm. the previous game, you know, had more of, then maybe Kratos would have died. But it's not about loss, yeah. this one. It's not about dealing with losing a, re- a relationship. No. It's about a new chapter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just think it's a phenomenal ending. There is some really cool post game stuff, like mentioned. You can go to Niflheim. There's the prison if you haven't done that. The real tier is at the bottom yeah, of that prison. Yeah. And that's where Odin basically keeps anyone he wants to impersonate. <laughs> so you see the body of that dwarf he impersonates later. Um, yeah, there's some. you can also clear up some Asgardian things which don't ultimately do anything, which is a little weird. Um, yeah. There's all those berserker fights, some of which are tough as nails. And you can fight Gunnar, the new Valkyrie Queen, who's an absolute ball Oh, The one, I think, honestly, the one I struggled with the most was the Berserker fight when there's three of them in one. Oh, yeah. That was a you, pain in my ass. You haven't seen that probably, Matt. Uh, no, I've, I've done two in one, and that's, uh, that's yeah. pretty yeah. tough. Yeah, there's one with three. Um, oh, Gunnar herself and just the Berserker King. Mm-hmm. Horrible stuff. But at the same time, brilliant stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, the platinum for this game is very I would say, enjoyable. like, I'm not a guy who, like, I don't I don't enjoy dying lots in games. So, like, yeah. that's why I don't play, like, From games and stuff. And they make the... The game has a lot of accessibility options. You can mm-hmm. put it into story mode, which still is it's still challenging. It's still not easy, but, yeah. But they even have um, uh, other options, like, you can set it so when you trigger certain elements, like, when half the health goes down, you get a cutscene. You can set it so... Okay, that when they when you I die... I know you could do that. Did you know you could do that? You no. can turn it on and off, so... The, uh, you I can set that the, easy. No. <laughs> the, you can set the option so yeah I've achieved half of it it will reload at that point mm. um, if you're really struggling as well. so, but I think 
it's a not you know it's it's serving everybody it's like well play how you want to play yeah. you know and because ultimately they're still challenging defeating, especially defeating Gnar has a cool little moment at the end of it as well and there's some really cool yeah. artifacts you can get from that game as well don't, i think it's just a post game one you can buy you don't have to do anything after it maybe it's after doing all the asgardian ones i don't know i got it ve- fairly soon after defeating the game have you got mamir's artifact it's not that effective, but it's very well, fun. Where he shoots things out of his, his eyes. Yeah, shoots, yeah. Laser, yeah, shoots yeah. the Bifrost yeah. out mm-hmm. of his eyes. I feel like that's, that's from funny. one of the Berserker fights, maybe. I can't remember where you get it, but it's. I didn't use that much because it's not actually... No, the, yeah. no, no I but it's very funny. The, the chakras that you can throw with the Bifrost I on. use that a lot, and I will say the one you get from defeating all the Berserkers and the Berserk King, that one is... I yes. wouldn't have done Gnar without that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's, I think <laughs> yeah. that don't even approach the Valkyrie Queen until like... <laughs> you've done all the Berserkers. Until you've done everything, yeah. basically. The, the yeah. very last thing to do in the game. Yeah, so good. Um, let's have a few quick fires before we end this because you've already spoken a lot about this game. But it's bloody oh, good. God, it's it? one o'clock, Jesus. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> little whoa. Real time. Um, <laughs> favourite character, quick fire. Who's your favourite character? I mean, it's, it's always going to be Kratos, but outside of yeah, him, Yeah, outside Thor. of Kratos. Thor. I love uh, Thor. Odin. I'm Mimir. I think this is the Ooh. game Mimir really becomes like an uncle. Mm-hmm, and the way definitely. I know he says brother to everyone. Little but brother. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love Mimir in this game, especially when you do some of the side stuff that builds out his relationship you, with Sigrun and stuff I like that. I know you just said quick fire, but did yeah, you yeah. feel like Mimir had a few occasions where they would they love telling you he's the smartest guy in the world, but like you didn't see oh, that that's kind of part you didn't of work it. that out. It's kind of part of his charm. He's not like <laughs> he can't see He's not all seeing though, is he? He's just like. But I wanted to be like knowing, like <laughs> how Batman is like the greatest detective. He yeah. always has a solution. I think that kind of know? plays into the fact that Odin's the one who's kind of orchestrating him. He's kind of mm-hmm. he can fog yeah. Mimir's vision to a certain extent. Someone's Ooh. turned the aircon. The, the aircon's just come on. So sorry about that. If like, you're hearing that mm-hmm. on the mic, <laughs> we're, we're almost done anyway. So yeah. there you go. Um, favorite moment that's a tough one isn't it we kind of covered a lot of them do you have one i've already said mine which is is about when kratos says what do i call you to atreus Mm. like that's my favorite moment because i just remember how powerful was and i'm not the greatest person remembering lines but that one just immediately like stuck in my head Mm mm-hmm and then uh, I've already said it, but when when Atreus comes back from from Ironwood and Kratos comes out, just because like I, almost like for the opposite reasons of you, Dale, it's like it's seeing Kratos like that's a man desperate to yeah. trust his son, and his son has betrayed his trust, and he's it's not that he's angry, it's he's desperately upset about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so good. I oh, I did have one, but I've forgotten it. I think like. If I can cheat, it's kind of like a double moment. It's a double here. Is the there is the dream of Faye at the mm-hmm, end going yeah. into blowing the horn? Like, I think that's a great little like ten minute sequence. That is, you don't even really play it, but <laughs> God, it's good. Um, what else have we got? I already kind of talked about the Easter eggs like Tear yeah. um, with the subtitles and being on the bridge. That's a fun so little the, thing. All the PlayStation games in the poems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the line about um, where Kratos basically says, "I was in PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a funny one. <laughs> oh, that's, good. That's, uh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, and basically, what's next? I've kind of I'll, I'll go through what I think's next first. Okay. I think there will be that spin-off Lost Legacy style game because yep. they'll want to spend a long time on the next mainline mm-hmm. God of War which I think might not even come to the end of the PS5 that yeah, could be like that. six years yeah, away yeah. Um, there is so when you free tear from the prison he pops up six times in different realms in different places you can go find him he's wandering oh, really? around have you not mm-hmm. just stumbled across him yet? no yeah. oh really okay. um, once you do that he's kind of he has things he says but the director is teased it's not what he says it's what he's doing 
that you want to look out for and it teases the future of the series so there is there is moments where he's doing sort of like he is doing like tai chi and he is doing different asian sort of rituals so i feel like we're going in that direction we're going i think it may cover not just one asian mythology but maybe across like indian chinese Mm -hmm. i'm thinking maybe chinese is like because they're going to come in this problem of like you can't really do Indian gods because a lot of those gods are worshipped now and it would be quite blasphemous. Yeah, I was going to say the blasphemy aspect because even Sumetra has clothes that that people from Hinduism, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like Christianity is like played in games all the time and riffed on. Yeah, but there's there's different Like There are different cultures have different feelings. I feel like there were so many Indian gods and it's such a like untapped in terms of video game In terms of visual style and it would be incredible but yeah, I just feel like It's not on us as people that don't practice that religion. If you face off against a 20 foot Ganesh Mm-hmm. It might be an issue. It would be incredible. Like, she would, like, <laughs> it would feel amazing. But I feel like maybe, yeah, China or even Japanese, like that sort of, uh, that's where mm-hmm. I'd like to see. I, Somewhere different. Like you could also do Celtic, but I feel Celtic is it's too, too similar. To the, to I also feel like the other like elephant in the room You're is not Egypt, fight, right? Egyptian. That but I also be. feel like that, Again, that's why I really want India because I feel like that's been covered in so many video games. I feel games. like they'd do some really cool stuff with the depiction of Egyptian gods. Mm-hmm. But I also yeah. like maybe it's my own ignorance the the locations wouldn't be as varied sure. like i don't know they didn't well it depends how how mystical you get about it greece they yeah. you know it, that it, didn't need well, a variety. it'll be mythological and they exactly. don't have yeah. to adhere to like all of the stuff in the norse mythology is not set in anywhere real is exactly. it it's all in yeah, yeah. and you know in egypt you've always got the element of like what happens if it's literally set in the afterlife yeah. Yeah. so you're not going to fight jesus is what we're saying we don't I, think that's I, I coming do i don't think, think no. they'll step near that but i would yeah. look when you were saying like the depiction of egypt because yeah. i quite like to see egypt as the next one particularly because you know when you're discovering more about Tyr in the first game mm-hmm. you find that uh, mural which shows you him traveling around all yeah. the different pantheons and it's got the celtic knot and it's got yeah. the sparta like symbol and obviously glyphs, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah yeah so which suggests that egypt is one of the places that tear mm-hmm. has been and i'd love the idea of like obviously egyptian gods tend to be half human half animal don't they mm. yeah i'd love to see what that art design That'd team would cool. come up with because would it be they'd be wearing armor that was that mm. or would they literally be talking crocodiles like they are in like moon Knight? Yeah. yeah you could do some really cool like almost like dreamy like hallucinogenic yeah. stuff with that. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the real problem, and I'm like the cleverer people than me will solve this, is um, what is the tone and what what is what is Kratos's journey? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and does he go back home? Is well, I think I think do you do you look at it as like a, a, a man's journey when you know once your once your kids have left home, mm. what what is the next step and what's your next struggle? Is it like retirement and dealing with feeling unwanted yeah. and yeah. like what you lost your place in the world and mm-hmm. you're no longer relevant like yeah does he go with Mimir and Freya back to Greece does that work I yeah. don't know like yeah what? I think that like they'll work or it Rome. out but that's going to be the tricky part coming up like yeah. what do you do after you've you can't do another romantic relationship because you've no. already done that twice and yeah. the, the last one was so impactful it would devalue yeah. it I think and the, the, the child father son relationships kind of covered as well yeah. and the some... other thing is as well it's like the real important you know, there's two important differences, right, between the Greece era and the Norse era, is that not only are they very different narratively in the exploring of things, but they're very different gameplay wise. Yeah. And I think I'd want to see wherever the next one is refresh. has a puzzle platformer, two yeah. D side scroller. Who the hell knows? But I would like it to play slightly <laughs> yeah, yeah. differently again. 
Yeah. Mm. I mean, part of me is resistant to that because I love how much these play. Like, I'd grown tired of the old God of War, how they played. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. this one I haven't. But also it makes a lot of sense. It's like Resident Evil do to a certain degree. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. every few games change it up completely. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, there's part of me that does want to say that. Also, do you know what? There's part of me that would love to see this engine remake the original God of War game. Mm-hmm. I would love to see, like, the original against Hades like Calliope. The, the, the entire the entire first game again but with this engine mm-hmm. i would really love to see that as well. i'm just yeah whatever they i have faith in whatever they choose to do because yeah two knockout games there they really have mastered the action adventure game mm-hmm. haven't they yeah. like unbelievable stuff right what a game we've spoken long about enough i think i think i've convinced myself over this course this hour that it probably is my game in the end <laughs> <laughs> but who knows we'll see in a few weeks when results start coming in for that what a game. Yeah. Can Love we have, it. Can we go and have lunch now? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. How dark the night and just how cold the wind can blow. I've no more hunger now to see